Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Chris, you gotta let you gotta let me know when you're just gonna leave it hanging there. Oh, I don't know. I I figured that's kind of I figured that's kind of our thing now. Uh, that you always leave it hanging for someone else my, to pick up. My creative juices are are gone. They're, They're gone. You're just dry a dried up husk of formerly creative Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. I have no I have no more witty witty intros. I was gonna say it's our triumphant return, but I guess it's my triumphant return. Sure, I've been <laughs> here the back. entire time. Tud Tud's been waiting. He's been on this phone call for six weeks. <laughs> Or whatever. I've been here recording, recording, drinking alone with alone, <laughs> drinking alone with alone. I've drank all my beer. That we, well, we know that's not true. <laughs> I've developed you, and developed a uh, you know alcohol dependence now. I think that you could drink, literally record sixty episodes of drinking alone with Todd and still have new beers <laughs> to drink. Dude, that's that's rookie numbers. I think I could record like two hundred and fifty episodes of drinking alone with Todd and still have new beers to drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't don't cut me short. I got a lot of episodes of drinking alone with myself. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. We're ready for the oh, spinoff man. podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, but no, um, yeah, welcome to the new year. This is our first recording of the new year. Kind of, mm-hmm. I think we're all like refreshed and ready to go and like back at it with new drinking alone energy, except for Chris, obviously, who <laughs> already told us he was dried up like a, like a crumbly sponge. He just yep. needs, he needs some beer and he'll be, he'll be back to normal. Uh, like that episode of SpongeBob where they go to Sandy's. That's uh, that's exactly right. That's yeah. me. <laughs> that is me right now. I'm I'm SpongeBob in Sandy's in Sandy's uh, dome. So until I until I get the the fish bowl full of beer over my head <laughs> to make everything all better. Yeah, well, I don't want to stand in the way I actually of that. remember this episode of SpongeBob. Oh, it's a classic. Oh. How could you not? Yeah, it is a classic. My kids are into SpongeBob now, and uh, but they're they're watching new SpongeBob, which is worse than old SpongeBob. They still make SpongeBob? Oh yeah, there's it's like a it's a whole SpongeBob. It's ridiculous. They love him. They love him though. Like is that sing, a technical they sing, term? They, yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, it. I think he's. I think he's gonna join the Avengers or something. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That's his next. Uh, his next it's, character arc. They're, yeah, they're licensing terms with uh, with Marvel now. Yeah, but uh, but wait, but so have you what? played the old episodes for your kids? So sometimes. Sometimes, like when the movie, when the new, because they watch this like new movie and it's like mostly CGI, which I'm not a fan of. There's SpongeBob um, movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot. There was SpongeBob movies when we were kids. My mind the is exploding. Yeah, right now. I think it was. I think it was one. Yeah, it was just called um, the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> called spongebob but long uh and uh yeah so sometimes the old episodes will play and i'll be like oh i remember i like i remember this episode you know whatever this is a classic and then they go right back to the movies <laughs> oh man but they they do love singing uh lukey loves singing the theme song he was singing it today we didn't even watch spongebob today so <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good song it is it's very it's very uh very catchy it's very catchy and uh we know who's absorbent and porous and whatever <laughs> absorbent and yellow and porous is he there we go there we go, there we go. yeah there we got it we got there um if anybody is looking to make us another parody song now that we've played the mortal Kombat one 
about 160 times. I think a drinking alone with friends SpongeBob theme song parody would go really well. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. That could be our new intro music. Yeah. There we go. If, uh, yeah, we, man, yeah, if somebody wrote a good one, we would definitely make that, make that the intro. We should, (laughs) if you got some good lyrics, drop them in the Discord. Cause, uh, oh man, that would, that would be, that would be epic. That would be epic. Oh man. I want this to happen, but they have to sing it. There's no, (laughs) there's no putting that on us to sing it. They, they have to do it. I mean, we'll tell you what. We'll drop the O, okay? Like, <laughs> we we'll sing the chorus part. The part, whatever you're gonna replace the SpongeBob SquarePants with, that will 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 be the chorus. But no, 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 they have to do it all. Okay, I mean, you're, you could drinking alone with friends. I don't know. Yeah, we're um, we're, we're we're working on it still. Listen, oh. this is this is. This is your job, not ours. Yeah. This just, person's been put on you. We just drink beer and tell you about how good it tastes. That's really, <laughs> yeah. that's what we do here. Um, but speaking of how good beer is, <laughs> I believe one of you is about to drink some. That that would be correct. Um, that is correct. So now that we're back from our, you know, well, I'm not back. Now that you guys are back from our holiday break, I thought I would share one of my Christmas presents with you guys. My, my okay. cool mug that I got. Ooh, it has a T. For Tud. Tud. That's a it nice mug. Says, it even says Tud on the bottom. I like <laughs> it does it. say Tud on the bottom. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I only, uh, my one, one issue, two handles missing on that mug, I think. There is That's only one true. handle on this mug, and it's not frosty, because as we know, you should not stick your glassware in a freezer. I don't remember learning that. Is that just because you don't want your beer too cold? Yeah, it gets your beer too cold. It could, could form like icicles. I don't know. You're not supposed to do it. Okay. Uh, a lot of beer rules. <laughs> I just follow them. I don't make the rules. Oh, I break them. So you keep your glasses in the fridge. I keep my glasses <laughs> in a cabinet. <laughs> Lightly chilled glassware. Well, yes, lightly chilled to whatever temperature my house is, the glassware is. <laughs> um, so, no. So, I'm going to drink my beer out of this cool mug that my aunt got me for Christmas. Um, everybody else got their actual name on a mug. I did not. I got, <laughs> you got, you got Tug. Tug. Fitting. Nice. I don't get M. I get T for Tug. I was going to say, I was like, would, would, you even, would you even want one that said your actual name that we are not allowed to say on the podcast due to legal terms? No, no, no. It would. It, in fact, if if my aunt put it on a cup, unfortunately, we'd have to kill her. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I I think I thought that was the rule. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to drink out of this mug to drink this beer. Um, this beer this week is from Back East Brewery. brewery and uh, it's I was called- going to say, are we are we going to cue in the listeners? Aren't we doing like a special episode this week? Or we have a theme. We should we have be- a theme. Should have a theme. We should make you the listeners guess, guess what the theme is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guess we'll talk after we... we're done drinking all three beers. We will We will not at all. Uh, we will not finish this recording until someone has guessed correctly what the theme mm-hmm. is. So. Yeah. And we won't acknowledge when it's correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll never tell you. You'll never know. So, so my beer this week, 16-ounce can. I'm impressed that my hand can do this. I got a big enough hand to do this. Oh, look at that. That's impressive. Can I do it with the, the index finger? Barely. It is Winterfest by Back East Brewery. It is... An ale brewed with honey and cinnamon. Um, weighs in at 6.5 ABV. And the can is a winter scene, which we haven't gotten in Connecticut this year. Which is a whole bunch of snow on the ground. Some some pine trees. And just looks like a very calm night. This actually brings me feelings of, you know when you go outside and it's snowing and how silent it is outside? 
I was going to say, you could almost call it a silent night, even. It, it would be a silent <laughs> night. But that's what it kind of reminded me of, is that there's just not a lot of... When you go outside during the snowfall, it's the only time I like snow, is when it's snowing. You can go outside and you can hear like a pin drop. Yeah, it's all fantastic. is still, all is bright. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then then you have to fire up the, uh, the snowblower, and then all is not silent. And it's still all bright, though, because snow is fucking bright. So... I have no fingernails. This is really difficult. Uh, all right, got it. <laughs> no infringing on Chris's trademark opening poor uh, this episode. I didn't hear anything. Did, did it come through? No. I was going to say, I was like, I think. No, I'm, I'm too skilled of a poor to, legal, to let it come legal through. Legal fees. Legal fees came through. So. Finally. As you can see, it poured very nice. This glass uh, has a nice bit of head on it, about three quarters of an inch. Um, it is amber in color. Uh, it, it does not, or it does pass the T-Rex test. I mean, you can barely see the light, but you can see it a little bit, but T-Rex is not finding you in this. If it no matter was how hard he tried. Really smart deer wouldn't get hit by a car. Average deer, <laughs> you're at least clipping it. You're trying to get rid of the T-Rex now and try to make it a deer, a deer rating scale? Well, no, that was always the headlights, right? Like, uh, this kind, you well, know, it was this... if you, could you dodge the car as a, as a human? Right. Yeah. Dumb human? No. Smart human? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Average T-Rex wouldn't see you. <laughs> um, on the nose, it smells like your sta- your standard ale. I don't get any of the honey or the cinnamon on the nose. They're both not very fragrant scents, though. So that does not... Su- I mean, cinnamon, I guess, is... Yeah. Cinnamon not you in can a smell be- for miles. But not in a beer form. Have you ever sniffed a beer and gone, it smells cinnamony? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but I'm exactly. sure. I'm sure there's something. Nope, never happened. <laughs> never has happened once in the history of beer. Nope. <laughs> All um, beers. So let's uh, let's see what it tastes like. It smells like it's going to be a really good amber beer. Ooh, that's good. That is a that is a nice ale. Um, it's got a nice solid backbone, uh, malt backbone, a little bit of like mushy banana flavor to it. Um, but then the cinnamon or the cinnamon and the, the the honey blend really well and add a nice sweetness at the end to it that makes this really really nice. Um, it doesn't have any. You could tell that there's some bitterness to it, but the the honey and the cinnamon kind of kill that, which is pretty nice. So it's just kind of a smooth drinking amber ale. Yeah, that blends very well. Um, it's a really really solid beer. Um. I wish there was a little bit more cinnamon. It's not as cinnamon forward as you would think it would be. Uh, but the honey, the honey is very prevalent. Um, it adds a nice bit of sweetness to it at the end that, that makes this a delicious beer. Hang on one second. Let me pour the, the rest of the can in just to see if if that changes the, the flavor at all. Maybe some of the cinnamon settled at the bottom. Yeah, I wouldn't say that winter is one of my top seasonal beer seasons, but it's not bottom either. Yeah, Solid this third. is... It's very, this is very different. <laughs> it's very different from the, um, from the winter warmer, like the Sam Adams winter warmer, because this mm. has a lot more flavor to it than that one does. Uh, the honey definitely makes it more flavorful. The bottom of the can did not change the flavor profile at all. Um, maybe a little bit more sweet, but maybe that's because the bottom of the can was a little bit warmer than what was in the, the glass. Don't know. Don't know how that, I don't know if thermodynamics, like some people on this podcast flavor dynamics you know that i do know flavor dynamics <laughs> so but i i have to follow up with something you just said because you said it doesn't taste like the same adams uh winter warmer at all but to me the the flavors you're describing and the color of the beer it sounds like it's at least the same style of winter ale like it's the same style but i don't remember the the 
winter warmer, and it's been years since I've had it. So Sam Adams, hang on, hold off on that that cease and desist order. Um, <laughs> we can send more beer glasses, but yeah, keep on sending two small beer glasses. The um, next ones you gotta get are gonna be an ounce smaller than the previous ones. They're gonna go <laughs> keep going down from there. Fun fact: When Obert was at my house two weeks ago, I made him drink out of those those glasses. So he has seen them, and he has seen how frustratingly small they are too. I <laughs> it's it's the same style, correct? But I haven't had it in years, and I don't remember I don't remember the winter warmer having this much of like a honey flavor to it. Where this is more, it's very honey forward, if that makes mm. sense, or honey back. It's like back honey backed. I like the word honey backed. It's very honey backed. Where it's got I got that honey like the, back, yeah. <laughs> where I feel like the winter warmer didn't have that. Um, I don't know what the flavor profile of the winter warmer was, but I don't think it, I, I don't remember it having anything really added to it either. Could be wrong. Well, Somebody, for episode two hundred and fifty-two of Drinking Alone with Tud, we'll have to get you a winter warmer. I mean, somebody yeah, right. could look it up and tell me if I'm I'm completely wrong, but I don't remember it having other flavors. I think it was just a standard winter warmer ale well, brewed with I maybe mean, like essences of trees. I don't know. No, yeah, the spices you were talking about, like the more or less cinnamon and all spicy with like a richer, maltier ale um, is what I think of when I picture a winter warmer. It had some sweetness like most darker, darker ales do, but yeah, I, I think regardless... You know, it's if you don't remember, it's probably not a good beer to compare it to. But yeah, and as this as this beer, this this Winterfest beer that I'm drinking warms up, um, and I'm I'm holding it in front of a of, of a heater right now to kind of help with that thermodynamics again. Um, engineer Tut over here. I am getting a little bit more cinnamon flavor now that it's that it is warming up. It's not, you know, I took this out however long ago we, before we started this podcast. Um, still thought it was a little cold. Sitting here holding it in front of the heater, it's kind of warmed it up a little bit. Maybe I'll call it a couple degrees. Um, you do you do tend to get a little bit more of that cinnamon. Um, but the honey still kind of gets rid of all that that bitterness and that that maltiness. It, there, there's it's really just a smooth. You get that amber flavor then directly in the honey, and the cinnamon kind of sends you off into the the silence night of winter the cineverse <laughs> yes um i really like this beer uh i think back east they don't get a lot of credit um in connecticut for being as good as they are um amongst the local drinkers i think they get a lot of credit nationally but they don't get they don't get nearly enough recognition locally for being as solid as they are um because yeah. you know ice cream man is always it's always on the lists of the best ipas in the country and that the biggest right. claim to fame is that it was number five one year and nobody in connecticut talks about it <laughs> um but right. i always like back east and they're not too far from my house and i i do like to go there a lot uh i'm gonna give this a solid four i think this is a it's a good beer a solid drinker I'm excited that i have more in the fridge of this to drink to keep me warm through this mild winter that we're having so far yeah they um the one thing about becky's and correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure it's them uh i know they get they get a lot of love for ice cream man and, and ice cream man is very good not gonna take it away from them but like uh their best beer i think i've had was like i think it's them their ex machina the russian imperial stout that's them i love that thing that was thing is so good um my old my older brother got me a, pa- a six pack or however i think it came in a six pack at the time at least uh a couple of christmases ago and uh those things those things are delicious and they knock you on your butt <laughs> yeah they, they do i know you haven't been to the new brewery chris i don't even know if you went to the, fir- the, the no i i, I yeah, I, never I don't been think I've ever, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to either one. Yeah. So they underwent this like massive during COVID, this massive uh, expansion. 
And now they've got like 25 beers on tap at all times. It's it's a lot. Um, and they they cross spectrums. They've got you know double scoop and triple scoop and gelato girl now, which are all spinoffs of of ice cream man. And then they've got a whole sour line and they've got a whole stout line. They've got a ton of beer and it's all really solid. Um, I wouldn't say anything is like you know Fox Farm level if we're talking Connecticut style, right? But it it's you know it's as solid as as anything you're gonna find, and it's you know if if it's between that and going with like your standard off the shelf like too juicy or you know um sip of sunshine or something like that, I'm I'm reaching for for ice cream man or one of back east offerings over them any day of the week. Nice. Yeah, it's one of those things. I know Chris has said something similar to this too, but I walked into um. Broadway package store in Colchester when I was home in Connecticut and just the stuff that you can find just all over Connecticut now. It just like <laughs> brings a little tear to my eye <laughs> and I'm just like just a little bit heartbroken that they had to wait till after I left to be able to find, you know, ice cream man and all these other great beers just like on the shelf every at every package store. Like yep. right. super fresh. You know, like they're turning this stuff over. I'm like, man, this is things have changed since I left, and and that was only what five years ago. Right. Yeah, it wasn't and, even that long ago. And it's not slowing. Connecticut, for whatever reason, is not slowing down with the craft beer scene. I know that they've said nationally they expect craft breweries to like slow down to like a five percent growth year every year in 2023. But I can think of three or four different breweries that are already set to open in Connecticut that are just opening within the first half of the year, and that's just what I know of. So. For whatever reason, Connecticut is supporting their breweries, and their breweries are supporting them right back by giving us great beer. I think twelve percent help, helps a lot with that because they they do make it easy for breweries to distribute their beer now. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I, very true. I can't wait till you have one of these new breweries on the podcast. But for now, coming soon, you'll have to tell me what you think the two thousand eight hundred and thirty four other people that rated this beer thought about it. And again, you went with a four. Right. I went with a four. Just reminding. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that people are going to be lower than me just because of the style. Um, you know, I think back east doesn't really have much hot pipe anymore, as we just discussed. Um, I'm going to go with a three point three seven nine. Solid guess, but your instinct is right. They don't. They don't have a lot of hype. even lower, huh? Yeah, it's a three Jeez. five seven. Golly! Wow. Well, yeah. at least I got a at least I got a check mark from last week or the That's last true. episode because I was up, I was all by myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I uh, don't remember if you I don't think you gave a guess, so I think that disqualifies it. Oh no, I did give a guess. I had to look it up myself too. I don't. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I was don't remember. But it's only a ten minute episode. You can go back and listen. Yeah, I'll ha- I'll have to go double check. I'm kind of bummed that it was so low. That's that's really low. That's di- that's disappointing. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I just think it's an unpopular style. But it's not a like it's not a three it's not a three five beer by any means. I mean, I guess if you get it from the brewery and it's really cold, or if people are drinking this and it's they don't let it warm up to room temperature, they're not going to get the flavors. I guess so. Mm. Hmm, I could see it. I guess. Yeah. Um. You know what this beer kind of reminds me of? Have you ever had um? Wormtown Brewing out of Worcester. I went there with Chris. Yeah. Have you ever had their Blizzard of 78? Yeah. No. It's their winter beer, and it sounds, I think, a little bit less sweet than what your beer was. If you liked the one that you just had, I would recommend finding it. I'll check it out. I think Wormtown's a solid offering, too. Another one that just sits on the shelves in Connecticut that nobody nobody really thinks about. Um, Be, Be Hoppy is all over the place now. Well, anyway, so leaving it wide open... Um, 
Let's uh, let's see if Chris can do any better than the point two two. Oh, probably not. Um, as Todd was talking, saying, "Oh, let your beer warm up, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera, I was like, "Ah, crap! I didn't do that." <laughs> but it's okay. I'm gonna be a trooper, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drink through the cold. Um, but uh, you know, I have an offering uh, from the brewery whose shirt I'm wearing right now. Surprise! Surprise to nobody. Um, Which is. My- which is which is Fox Farm. Um, people already knew. I wasn't even going to say what the brewery was. Yeah, <laughs> they, they knew. People already knew. This is this was my this was my Christmas present. By the way, I have a new Fox Farm shirt. So I don't think um, you've not worn a Fox Farm T-shirt since I've seen you for the past like seven years. No, I I have some new T-shirts now. No, I don't remember it. I don't have a memory of it. I think you're. I, think I have your a counterweight full T-shirt. Of Fox I wear the, I wear my counterweight T-shirt sometimes. I don't remember it. I, I do. It's a, it's definitely a thing. Over, um, can you back me up on this? Uh, I, I, I can recall it. Yeah. I, I'm with Chris on this one. I've seen the counterweight shirt, but yes, but he does have, um, this is, did you at least retire an old Fox farm shirt when you added this one into the rotation? I think or is he has this just like now. number five? No, this is, I think this is like number five. I think there is one with a hole in it, but it's a small hole. <laughs> do, you have, do you have every color? No, I don't listen. Listen, as a big boy, I don't mess around with the light colors. I need I need the dark colors. Um I need the I need the dark colors. They're they're slimming. Um but anyways, I have my last Fox Farm beer uh that I am going to be sharing with y'all tonight. Um and this one I actually had one. I was saving it. My mom came down. When my mom comes down, she brings me beer every time. Um so I was saving one of these uh for the podcast. For some reason, through some kind of mishap, mis- mishap or mismanagement of beer, it never ended up happening. Um, so it sat and sat and sat. My mom came down again and brought me another can of the same beer. So I was like, "Well, now I got two. So I've already, <laughs> I've already had one of these beers, um, but I did not check it in, you know, out of loyalty because I was still wanted to respect, share with, with, respect. with the podcast, you know. Um, but I was like, "Damn, I've been sitting on this beer for like." what seemed like months (laughs) and i was like i want to try it so bad um so uh i have fox farms uh echoes which is their baltic porter and it's aged in bourbon barrels with stainless steel and honey so um that's why i said ah poop when i uh when i didn't pull it out of the fridge in a timely manner because it is is something you want to warm up a little bit um i mean i can do my review if you want no, it's okay. I, listen, like I said, I am a, well, like you, like I said, and then you built upon, I am a dried up sponge waiting for, <laughs> waiting, waiting for moisture. <laughs> In the form of malted barley. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to crack this bad boy open. Um, but I wanted to ask because Ober, Obert said it and I wanted to see, I wanted to get yours, your official, and I could, I could put Ober on the spot here, your official one through four favorite beer drinking seasons. Fall, summer, winter, spring. Fall first. Oktoberfest, baby. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was trying and to fre- fresh hops too. Those are both fall beers. So what the okay. hell, what the hell is spring? And spring is when they just try and offload crap to you. I don't know. <laughs> According to Sam Adams, spring starts like tomorrow. So <laughs> who knows? They have the, what is their cold snap that they do? I do oh, like cold snap. Yeah. I do like cold snap. I feel like sometimes Sam Adams they start so early that they might have a secret fifth season that they sp- sp- have between cold snap 
and there's summer ale that I'm not sure about. But Is that when they try to do the shandy? Maybe. I don't know. I think shandy would be even later than their summer ale because it's, yeah, we thought it's hot for shandy. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I always feel like, I don't know. That's a tough one. But okay. F- good good but, points on the fall. Good points on the fall. Yeah. What are your, what's your, your ranking? Well, now you got me thinking again. Like, golly. Because <laughs> like, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I guess spring would be last. Spring would oh, be last. You were thinking like pumpkin beers for fall. Yeah. That's what got I was it. thinking. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, they, they don't always do it for me. Um, But I don't know. Winter and summer. I could probably swap those two. Put winter second because i do like and i know hashtag it's always stout season but um like i generally drink my stouts in the in the winter so i do love myself some stouts uh but i i don't know i don't know i do love myself a shandy though that's a tough one it's a tough one if so only Chris's they really answer sh- is one 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 no and then four-way tie four-way tie i do like cold snap though I like I just maybe just beer, just beer in general. Tanya, uh, we gotta start that brewery that releases seasonal beers at the beginning of the season. <laughs> we make millions. Yeah. Um, we only do one beer run each season. We only brew four times a year. Right. Um, so any, anyways, back to echoes. Uh, this is dark as night. Uh, one billion SRM, as we like to say. Um, but could a T Rex find you in it? Can the T Rex find us in? Let's find out. Uh, I want to point out this is a twelve ounce can, which we don't see too often anymore. But let's find out. Let's see. I don't think so. I think we're. Oh no. Oh no. There's no way. No a way. A Velociraptor couldn't find you in that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> zero zero light uh, protruding through this beer. I like how Obert um, is finally finally going along with it. <laughs> He's, you know, he's adding more elements it. to the scale. Yeah, he's he's accepted it as part of part of the the history of his of the podcast. It's the, yeah, it's in the lore now. <laughs> um, but uh, no, not not much of a head. Uh, the head didn't even pour very heavy, so uh, I got I got basically nothing. So minus one point already. So you know you got you got. You got t- tough, tough bellies to fill there, Fox Farm. So uh, remind us what this is again. It's Echoes. Uh, what is it? Yes. So this is a Baltic Porter. I was looking for the can. Couldn't find it. Uh, a Baltic Porter aged in bourbon barrels um, and stainless steel with honey. So I imagine it goes to the bourbon barrel for a, for a time, then goes into the stainless steel. Uh, or vice versa, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Fox Farm, right in. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. And for those of you at home that are wondering, this is 11% ABV. This is a interesting life choice I made today. Yeah, there's so, a reason why they put it in a 12-ouncer, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I didn't even think about that, but here we go. So anyways, uh, let's get into it. Let's have a, a nice, a beautiful, my last Fox Farm beer that I have. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I feel honored, Chris. The beer may go- be gone, but it will live on as a shirt forever. <laughs> Multiple shirts. That is true. Many shirts. Okay. All right. Um, So it's very good. Very good. Now, being a porter, it definitely has that less, I don't know, less thick taste than you would with a stout so definitely on the on the lighter side as far as that mouth feels concerned however you do get a hefty amount of um a hefty amount of bourbon flavor in this thing so saudi arabia bought wwe really like the country yeah like the same people who who bought live sorry this is going to be in the podcast episode anyway screw it uh yeah so the same country that started live uh bought 
just bought the WWE. What? That's crazy. That's nuts. Wait, didn't they? No. Didn't they go to Saudi Arabia? Isn't that where they... Yeah, they've been going to to Saudi Arabia for the past couple years. Oh, Jesus. Stupid Vince. Vince ruins everything. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's insane. That's nuts. That is insane. Holy cow. Go in private owned by Saudi Arabia. Golly. Buy buy your shares now. I don't know. Um, Now it's going to be Saturday morning raw. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. All the wrestlers have to move to Saudi Arabia. I don't think that's how that works, but they will be doing a lot more pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia. I can tell you that. Oh, my God. Well, I know they had like a 10-year, $1 billion like um deal deal already so like i guess you're already one billion of the way there you might as well just go all the way in god holy that, shit that well there you go aew aew <laughs> <laughs> like for real though golly y'all that is nuts holy cow wow you heard it here you heard it here first oh well, i'm you sure probably, this is where the news broke for all of yeah, us this, this is where it broke yep, this is where it's happening <laughs> You well, heard we first. have to keep a tradition of old sports news. Red yeah, hot that's right. old sports news. <laughs> wow. That's wow. I, doesn't even say how much money. I would just assume a metric shit ton. Oh, it has just to get paid in oil. Because they were they were already <laughs> evaluated at like fifteen billion dollars. So I'm assuming that Saudi Arabia had to beat that. Right. Wow. That's that would that's... also explain why Stephanie left. I mean, she probably didn't want yeah, to work for the Also Saudis. true. <laughs> also true. They probably made her resign. Can't have a can't have a woman CEO. No. Gives can't. gives their women bad ideas. Awful. Oh man. Vince, you ruin everything. Write in, please. Uh wow. Golly, y'all. Anyways, back to my beer. Back to my beer. That's baffling. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, you were making the face, and I was like, "Did I say something like egregiously wrong about this beer?" Like, no. It's like this no. is not even close to right. Like, <laughs> um, any yeah. anywho's Chris, it secretly tastes like a lager. It looks like a lager. I don't know what the fuck you're talking. Yeah, about. right. It's just straight up lager. <laughs> straight lager. Um, but anywho, um. On this beer, I do get a lot of the bourbon coming through, which isn't isn't bad, but it doesn't do a great job of covering up the 11% alcohol. I think that's what the honey's supposed to do, but to be honest, I and maybe it's because it's cold, I'm not getting a ton of honey right now, so... Well, you already kind of gave it up a little bit by saying this is your second can of it. Um, similar to the last one you had? I mean, that I remember, yes. Um, I didn't log into Untapped, you know, but um, I also feel like I may have already been a couple drinks in when I had the first one. So um, that definitely plays a role in it as well. Uh, overall, I think it's slightly worse than last time but i should have i should i should let this warm up and see how it is um still not bad not definitely not a bad beer especially if you like like i'm i'm gonna just warn you all you folks out there if you don't like bourbon flavor this is not the beer for you sometimes you can get by and it'll be like a slight bourbon blah but if this is like very bourbony um you know porters don't really do a great job with having like a a lot of like a a lot of flavor to them to be able to cover up or be able to work as well i think if this was a stout it would be a lot better but i think about that most times i have a porter so um uh still not bad i'm real quick so this beer was aged in both bourbon oak barrels and stainless steel casks as well yes i believe that's based on what i read off the can yes yeah Yeah, that's interesting i would expect that to be less bourbony in flavor 
spot. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but yeah, no, I'm and again, it may maybe needs to warm up a, few, a little bit, but I don't get a ton of honey on it either. So, um, I mean, maybe maybe a tiny bit, but not 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 enough. Not like uh, what Tud was saying with like the sweetness and stuff like that that he got out of his his beer. So, um, that being said, still not a bad beer. Definitely, in, in my opinion, not Fox Farms best. Uh, sorry, Fox Farm. I'm gonna be. Str- they're gonna rip the shirt, the shirts right off of me. Yeah, um, no, no shirts for you anymore. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna shut me down. You're, you're done. Um, but uh, still not a bad beer. So, um, so I looked this up because I wanted to know how they did this, just because it seems like we're very confused on the this aging process. So they fermented this one slow and slow with our lager yeast in cold conditions, stainless uh, steel for eight weeks before trans- transferring a portion, about 60%, to Buffalo Trace Barrels. The stainless oh. steel and oak aged components were blended back together prior to packaging. Oh, interesting. So I was, I was very curious. I was getting kind of curious to know how that, that worked. So stainless steel first with the honey, threw it in the the bourbon barrels, half of it, you know, assuming that you lose 10% volume as it ages and then mix it back together. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Um, I don't think, yeah, that's good to know. So, uh, me personally, I'm going to give it a three, seven, five. Um, it's, if you like, if you like bourbon barrel aged beers, like it's a solid one. Um, it's just, I feel like they could have done more. It could have came out, I don't know, a little better, you know, me being nitpicky. Um, so for me, three, seven, five, probably the lowest beer I've ever, the lowest grade I've ever given a Fox farm beer, but like, uh, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's good. It's fine. Well, if you had to guess out of. 802 check-ins okay what do you think the untapped diverse things oh this is so hard um because there's definite hot pipe obviously we all know the hot pipe around fox farm is real um fun fact their description mentions no such thing as hops in this beer so maybe you maybe you discount that a little bit oh that's true that is true it's a porter it's not an ipa so who knows uh no i think i'm like fighting with myself i don't know if it breaks four it has to, right? Like, it's Fox Farm. Fox Farm has to break four. I don't think it's going to be... My initial thought was one thing. I think I'm going to second-guess myself, and I'm going to go up 0.1. I'm going to give it a 4.03 based on based on math that I just did in my head. So, no. It's it. actually very high. Um, It's a 4.26. Oh, my God. Wow. You couldn't this even squeak is, in under is, Todd. This beer is not a 4.26. It's not a 4.26. MOTP. Oh, my God. I thought it was MOPT. No, M- man of Todd, comma, people. Oh, I thought it was man of people, semicolon, Todd. It's both. <laughs> it's whatever I choose it to be on any given day. What is... This is not a 4.26. It is not a... It's Quarter not. Tap, it's a four four point two six. No, listen. People love it. Listen, no, they don't. They they they're like, oh, I have to go to Fox Farm, and I, they drive to the middle. They drive to literally the middle of nowhere, Salem, Connecticut. I will say like, that this, these beers better be the best beers they ever. They have and a like, rotary. True, <laughs> that's true. And a they used place. to have a four corners. Now they have a rotary. Yeah, too many people died at the four corners. And a pizza place. Pizza no pizza place top notch. I'll give Fox and Farm dunk- top notch. And a Dunkin'. And a Dunkies. There's two pizza places, but one of them. And a and a uh, butcher too. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That that, um, that 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 roundabout. That four roundabout is it's hopping. Yeah. And a, and a house of doors, in case you want to buy some doors. Like, there you go. That's what uh, ties it all together. Having had this beer both in can and on t- and on 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 or, draft. Well, yeah, draft. There, there. That's a better word than on tap. Um, I liked it better 
on draft. Okay. So that uh, could okay. be part of it too. I think it had oh. more flavor on draft. I was very similar to you, Chris. I thought that it was lacking. I thought I was confused because I was like, I remember really liking this at the brewery and then not liking it out of the can. So okay. I think there's a difference with it being on draft. Well, that's unfortunate because it's the, what I just drank is not a 326. <laughs> It's not bad. It's not four, a 326. Two, six. A 426. 426. I'm sorry. You're right. It yeah. is not a 326. Now I'm looking. Now I'm pulling it up. Hold on. I still can't believe they got sold to Saudi Arabia. No. That's... Rating by rating by can is still a 4.22. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, it's wrong. Okay. Um, Untapped is wrong. I'm officially filing a uh, recount, a complaint. <laughs> It's rigged. Oh, yeah, it's rigged. The untapped I, voting machines are rigged. I I almost gave it a three nine three. That was my original thought. Was a three nine three. Well, that would have been just embarrassing. Oh yeah, thank God I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy. Okay. Well, anyways, over it. There you okay. Go. Well, I'll be able to see if I can't salvage Super wide our, open. Our, our average guess for tonight, and uh, we'll see if our listeners can figure out the theme um, of tonight's episode. Probably not. <laughs> With, um, I'm glad I didn't go second because it might have thrown some people off, but I have the gingerbread fog, which is the gingerbread version of the wandering into the fog by Abomination Brewing Company. Uh, I've said it was the best IPA I had of 2020. I don't think I've had a better one since then. The original, the OG, uh, it was just that good. Just did something to my taste buds that I'll never forget. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you go back and have it a second time, it's never as good. Never as good as when you fell in love, you know? True. Um, it never feels like the first time again. Correct. This one bought a four-pack at uh, Broadway Spirits in Colchester. <laughs> Got, um, drank a couple of them, flew back to Montana with this last one. Said, I know where I'm going to have it. Drink it with my, uh, my besties on the podcast. And... Um, I haven't also haven't checked this one in, like Chris said, being uh being pure. But it's we'll see. You know, a gingerbread IPA, that's an interesting take, right? On the mm. uh, they had a marsh I we've I've had a few marshmallow IPAs. I think last episode I had the Astro Fluff. Those aren't for me. They had a like a marshmallow version of the fog I, that I was not gonna get. I will fog. state that the marshmallow version of the fog is my favorite version of these these fogs they do a whole fog they do a fog nog a gingerbread fog a wandering in the snow and one other one that i'm drawing a blank on the wandering in the snow is my favorite one so i really that's am the, upset you didn't buy okay. one that's the marshmallow one i think you would have yeah. liked it i think it's i've had overpowered marshmallow ones i think you would have liked it yeah yeah you could be right but it being again a derivative of one of my favorite ipas i didn't want to tarnish the reputation with something i might not have liked so played it safe again when i'm in connecticut i only can have so many beers to drink so i had to be very selective you know couldn't make sense couldn't um drink everything i wanted to even though i tried <laughs> uh poured it here it's what you would imagine a beer named wandering into the fog looks like if you were a t-rex and you wandered into this fog you'd be hungry that's all i'll say <laughs> <laughs> Gingerbread on the nose. Actually, I take it back. Ginger on the nose. What about cinnamon? About you get a lot, a lot of cinnamon on the nose. Oh yeah, so much cinnamon. It's <laughs> all I smell. I'm telling you, doesn't exist. You've never said it before in your life. No, yeah, it smells like fresh baked gingerbread. It smells like a gingerbread house is about to be made in my mouth. Ooh, sounds kind of hot. 
I've let it cool before before assembling. Otherwise, you won't. It wouldn't. The joints wouldn't stick. You know. Yeah. You do you, man. Melt. You. Ted has an advanced gingerbread house building technique that involves a lot of bent blending, bending still pliable gingerbread pieces. That's how he gets the shingles so you perfect. Get, get no seams that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not if you put this beer in front of me blindfolded, I would not tell you that this is an IPA that I'm about to drink. It smells like um, kind of like the beer that Ted described in terms of you know I would expect this to be a spiced ale or maybe even approaching that porter territory not ipa Mm. but enough about the nose tastes let's dive in hey you know why there's no such thing as i can't remember the fourth one because apparently they only make three to sell the mixed three packs yeah i don't know how they do sell it in four packs so i'm assuming they give you two of one of them og is my guess you get a og wandering that's smart i can see that wow okay um this tastes different you know i always discount beers a little bit after i've flown with them you know, they've been in the baggage handling area. They got warm, they got cold, then they got on a plane, they got cold and warm. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening after I drop my bag off through luggage and when I get <laughs> it back. But a lot of things do based on the condition my bag often appears in. Your bag's seen some shit. It has. This beer, a lot of times the IPAs, because through that temperature change, the hops fade really fast, which actually I think did this beer kind of some favors because I get more potent gingerbread flavor than I did before, where it tasted more like an IPA with gingerbread. This one, the IPA base is more me- has mellowed out more, and I get much more of a gingerbread flavored beer, which is good. Um, it's I think it doesn't taste as good now because it's January. Uh, <laughs> so Christmas beers don't taste as sweet. It only came out. December 1st, I think. Yeah, I, I would believe that because this was canned 11.29. So it's probably from that first run that they sold beginning of the month. So pretty, still pretty fresh. Very fresh. Yeah. Very tasty. The thing that I like so much about their wandering into the fog that is unlike other IPAs I've had is it has a richer mouthfeel verging on creaminess, but um, it is in a way that complements the IPA flavors instead of like curdling with them. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had creamy IPAs that just the bitter and the creaminess just don't jive. I think a lot of lactose ones, lactose IPAs, sometimes if they're too much, it just doesn't work. Whatever they do it over at Abomination, they got to figure it figured out. Um, this is really the first time I've been able to savor this one because I've had it. I had it traveling and partying with friends. I wasn't really drinking the beer just to enjoy it. Now that I'm sitting down with it, I could say this is. A solid four and a quarter. Um, I want to give it a four and a half, but I think the baggage of the wandering into the fog means that this addition only doesn't enhance the beer. It's like a cheap knockoff. You know, it's still (laughs) really good, but I just wish I had a regular wandering. Right. I mean, that whole, that's all the series that I've had from them. Spectacular. So good. Um, Absolutely. But uh, what do you think 2,647 other people think of this beer? Low check-in count. Uh, I was expecting more, but Mm. it's got the hype. I think they're kind of with me. I don't know if people like the abominations as much as I do. I don't. I don't know the meta, the uh, the meta on the abomination check-ins, but I hope they like it as much as I do. Um, I'm gonna look away because I can't help you. No, I I'm not looking at you. Don't worry. Uh, I'm gonna say four point one two. All right. So no, they don't quite like it as much as you do. However, I 
think you were able to sneak in under Tud's guess. What was Tud? Tud was... 0.22. If, 0.22. Yeah, if it's above a 3.9, I got it. It is, yeah. 3.95. 3.95. Nice. So, I won't lie. I was playing the get inside 0.22 game. <laughs> such, such bullshit. Hey, it's why you got to pick last. That's you know? right. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. So 3.95. Apparently, they did not like it quite as much as you but still not bad almost a four um i can see i can see it being a 9.1 percent alcohol too golly yeah um i can i can see it being a a bit of a a a polarizing beer a little bit i feel like and tud correct me if i'm wrong i think you were you were trying to give it away with your with your face but i feel like people really enjoy the wandering into the fog series they love the wandering into the fog series is it's it's very well thought of i mean they have a whole damn rare fog day every single year just to celebrate abomination and water i mean i could have a i could have a chris beard at appreciation day but it doesn't mean anybody cares (laughs) just show up (laughs) well it would be nice if we had like a way to compare like the highest ranked beers in connecticut to see how the wandering in the fog stacks up with some of these other ones we talked about tonight like the ice cream man or some of like the what was the fox farm one that we had at your house said i don't know if it was the not the allura but uh uh we didn't have it at my house you had it at ben's house that's right and it was the wild wild that one was so good which is fantastic i I, well it's impossible to know anyways bye guys yeah that's been a fun uh jordan take it away (laughs) yeah so i guess the question is listeners what is before we reveal it i'm just gonna ask what do you think today's theme is We'll, we'll I'm going to put waiting. about 10 minutes of silence in here uh, just to give you some time to mull it over. No, you can hit pause and um, finish your commute, do some grocery shopping, come back, hit play. Personally, I think that it was winter theme. It was going to be if uh, if Chris had gone third. <laughs> That's Chris true. Didn't, Chris didn't have a winter beer. He just had a he just had a porter. That's true. That is true. But as um, I think true. it's... Uh, I I thought I think it's um, worst untapped guesses of all time of Ooh, podcast history. Theme. I think no, this we've is, had we've seen worse. We but collectively, all of us have we? We all got been... two hundred and ten uh, chances to go back and check. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Albert, well, what's it's your Im- guess? It's impossible. I guess um, my guess is it's impossible. Is it eight six zero breweries? No, well, abominations not an eight six zero. Abomination Ooh. comes with the two hundred three. <laughs> yeah. But getting closer, I think. Oh, damn. I think we'll never know. No. So you're not going to tell us that, that? No. So the theme of today's beer... <laughs> <laughs> the theme of today's beers was obviously uh, Connecticut beers. Yep. Ah. And, uh, oh, I mean, oh. <laughs> and um, the reason that we decided to do that today is we, f- we found a list of the actual wording of this list highest rated beer in connecticut according to stacker.com which pulls the data from beer advocate so this is beer advocates highest Uh, rated connecticut beers okay so how are we going to do this um there are on this list 30 beers golly um we don't yeah, want to I don't want to go through 30. all thirty. We, why don't we just? We'll. I think we should definitely do top fifteen. But uh, and again, list link is in the show notes. But just scrolling through the other bottom fifteen, you know, fifteen through thirty. Are there any on this list that you think deserve to be in the top fifteen, or, or like you totally disagree with? I mean, I disagree I mean, with how low No Hope for the Kids is. Who's that by? 
that is my counterweight. Um, it, it's not their only entry on this list, by the way. No. They're on they're on here quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I was actually I was actually another counterweight one because I don't I'm not in there, but 24 headway. I feel like that should be maybe a little higher. Best. Yeah, that yeah. one that one sh- um stuck out to me, and I will say, Todd, I don't know if you caught this, but it does say that. There's a maximum of five beers per brewery included on this list. So that I'm pretty upset that most of Counterweight's beers are, are pretty low on this list, um, considering that they have one, two, three. They have four beers in the in the bottom 15. Um, I mean, that's still impressive for a brewery to have four of the top 30 beers. Oh, it's it's very good. And I think No Hope for the Kids is probably Counterweight's best beer. Um, it's my favorite of their beers, at least. So for it to be that low, I'm also... I'm, immediately going to have an issue with it uh short throw brewing company coming in at 21 short throw technically doesn't i, I understand they brew out of 12 percent, but they're technically not from connecticut i believe they're from atlanta okay yeah like if i saw you know sip, richmond virginia. sip of sunshine richmond, virginia. on here i would say no um do we lose chris no i just scrolled through the list and i'm so angry at the top five <laughs> Oh, we'll get there. We'll get. I on. know. I'm so mad now, though. I shouldn't have scrolled. Damn it! Another another big brewery in the the bottom fifteen is New Park. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of their beers pop up here, the same as Counterweight. I mean, they've got one, two, Headband, Cloudscape. What were some of the other ones? Three. They've got three, four. So they've got Cloudscape, Headband, um, Laurel, Wavelength, and Wavelength, all on the bottom fifteen, which is still good that they're they're in here. But they're better than that. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, d- by the way, back east, Double Scoop comes in at number 18. Uh, Dogs and Boats, another one of our collective favorites uh, from from Beard, that comes in at number 17. See, I haven't scrolled through, maybe, you know, without talking about the best of the list. Those seem appropriately rated to me as Connecticut beers. Like, hashtag no filter is also in the bottom 15. And I think that's appropriate. I think it's a great hooker's best beer. But yeah. Um, Still, hookers never blown me away. No, and I, I, I mean, hashtag no filter is fine. It's a, it's a good beer. Right, twenty two is fine place for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't juice, like. Yeah, I think juicy doubles, hashtag no filter, whatever. They're kind of the same. Okay, I think double scoop is not as good as ice cream man. I think I don't think that you guys agree with me on that. Last time we talked about it, but I, I prefer. I, I don't know if I've ever ice had double man. scoop personally. I may have. I may have had like a can, but I don't think I've had a ton. Um, still pretty good. I mean, it's a, it's good. Yeah. But okay, I, there's a reason. I'm not going to lie. There's a reason why I picked 15 as the cutoff. Because number 15 um, is <laughs> none other than Fox Farms Witch Meadow. Right. Um, phenomenal beer. Too expensive. Fair to say. Uh, I love but it. But it's, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very good. good. I have bottles from the last... I don't think I have this past year, but the last years before that, I don't. I have bottles still. I ha- I have them all. I have at least one bottle from every run of Witch Meadow nice. since they started Witch Meadow. Let's go. And so again, this is not using Untapped ratings. This is using Beer Advocates ratings, and it only has twenty six with a right. four point four average. I, I was wondering if that's if if like a weight they were weighted averages because like it's got a four point four, which is very high as you'll come to see, but only twenty six ratings. So I wonder if like it doesn't have the that knocked it down. A little bit yeah, yeah. and i, th- I think uh, which yeah. came about in a time when you know beer advocate was pretty much already dead like yeah i know beer advocate still exists today but like it's not untapped yeah it's definitely more of like a internet forum which i think the culture has gotten more into the just the whole app aspect of just checking things in while you're out makes things a little easier with untapped yeah but well, we got to go through this list number 14 hobbit juice 
from Beard. Um, It's good. I like Dogs and Boats better, like, off the top. Just, like, I think this is is solid. It's not their best beer, though. Yeah, I think No Hope for the Kids is better. I think a lot of those New Park beers are better. Yeah. Still a good beer. That, I would not be upset if that was in at 30. See, I disagree. I think I I really like Hobbit Juice. Beard was one of the few brewers I did make it to when I was back home. And, um, did you go to New they, Spot? I assume they uh, do they only yeah, operate the New it's Spot. It's so weird. They operate at both. Spot. Oh, they do. Okay. Uh, it's literally the middle of nowhere in Groton. You're like, where am I? <laughs> I don't know. I think I I enjoy Hobbit Juice for what it is. Um, I think at the time when it came out, it was one of Beard's best beers. Uh, I still think it is a great one, but um, agree disagree. That's fine. Maybe you know everybody has their own take. Number thirteen. Lowbrow nobility from Short Throw Brewing. Again, not a brewery based in Connecticut. What? And also, yeah, four point three six beer advocate rating. Um, yeah, technically, I guess it is brewed out of twelve percent, but the brewery uh, is technically in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Oh, really? Hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of malarkey. Then, anyways, they've been on the list twice already. <laughs> <laughs> Number twelve, Virid Southern Hemisphere from Fox Farm. Again, way, way too low. Agreed. Um, I've never had this one. Pretty good. It's, I mean, it's good. It's it's a it's an I, it's a IPA made by Fox Farm. It's it's good. Is it one of their top fives? I mean, this is. I think we saw this is the, probably the first or second most popular Fox Farm. If they're only you had five. this beer when it was under a different name. Okay. It was called. I think it was called Vera Vescent back when you were a Fox Farm regular. Interesting. Um, and they've they've since changed it to Virid because it's an easier name to, to spell, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Well, closing out my five, number 11, Fox Farm Burst. I like Burst a lot. I like Burst as well. Again, I think too low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's in my top 10 favorite Connecticut beers, but... So too low. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't it. think it's... I haven't had every Connecticut beer either, so... I think it's. I mean, I think it's. It, it's always considered one of the top like two beers or three beers in Connecticut. Like it's up there. Yeah. Okay. So Ted, what's number ten? Number ten. Number ten is another Fox Farm beer, uh, Alta, which is another IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think it's still too low. But this is Alta. I, it's hard to rate Fox Farms beer. I love Alta as well. Um, yeah. You can't have. I guess you can't have all Fox Farm beers in a row in the top five. Uh, you know, one, two, three, four, and five. Um, but speaking of that, going on to the next beer, number nine is another <laughs> Fox Farm beer. Oh, really? <laughs> that's Double Burst, which I actually oh. think, which I actually think should be considered the number one beer in the state. Um, that is the beer. Really? Well, Burst. Never, I didn't even know they made Double Burst. Double Burst is Double Burst is probably my favorite Fox Farm beer, and that's I mean, a, Burst that's basically is, is, basically means it's my favorite beer. <laughs> <laughs> Burst is the Fox Farm Julius. Yeah, Double Burst is the. The King Julius. I mean, it, but they brew it a lot, so it's not like it's impossible to find. Like back old Treehouse used it's to be really good, but those are easily most always considered the best two beers in the state. You know, not even really close. I mean, I think there, there's there's obviously arguments counterweights up there as being a really good brewery. Um, you know, Abomination, but Fox Farm has like that that edge over all of them and it's really frustrating that they put all their beers in a row and said nah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't, well, I, don't I mean this one i don't agree with but yeah I think it's- like so to back them up a little bit burst has a 4.31 alt has a 4.34 and double burst has a 4.38 all with similar
similar amounts of rankings between 50 and 150. So uh, I could see why they ended up next to each other on the list. But um, if you, next time I come to Connecticut, Todd, I hope you have a fresh can of double burst waiting for me. I know. I feel like it, it's never going to live up to the hype for Robert right now. <laughs> It's really. Well, that's why I didn't want you. To, I didn't even ask you to send me a can because we already I don't went over trust it. It. airplanes, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to get it straight from the source. But um, okay. Anyway, what was? What were you? Other thoughts on burst? Double burst Alta? No, just kind of upset that all of all five of Fox Farms beers have been used, and we're only at number nine, which. This bitch means this list is entirely fucking garbage. Should we throw it out? <laughs> there's there's two beers already on this list from a brewery that's not really based in Connecticut. Um, and having scrolled ahead, I think I'm only gonna get more and more angry. Okay, well, what's the next one? The next one I don't disagree with. Um, is it's it's Artissa Zernergia Zernergia Zenergia Zenergia Artista Zernergia Odalis. Keep, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> by OEC Brewing Company, which is it's a wild ale. Um, OEC's, you know, they're considered the second best sour brewery in the world outside of Cantillion. Um, this is their second beer on this list. Uh, number 30 was another beer by them, and that was uh, Albus, which was a, a wit beer by OEC. So that would be um, one that Obert would go there in order because he only has had non, non-non-sour beers. I still haven't see- gotten the whole... OEC thing, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. would go there and get the Whip beer. Meanwhile, I'd get the Artistia Zernigia Odulis. Yeah, I've never been there, to be clear. Well, it's a cool brewery. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, Oxford, right? It's in Oxford, but it's in it's next to the airport. So it's there's nothing around it. Yeah, that's actually the same thing with Beards, the new location. It's next to the airport and nothing's around it. <laughs> um, but can I just say before we move on here, one thing that's been missing, we haven't seen any two roads Anywhere on this top from 30 to number eight yet. Yeah, I can tell you nope. that you're not going to see it. Wow. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Huh. I mean, maybe if they weren't busy putting on breweries that don't that don't get brewed in Connecticut or that aren't from Connecticut, maybe they'd be on here. Because coming in at number seven is another brewer, is another beer by Short Throw, which again, as I've mentioned before, from Richmond, Virginia. And it is their, uh, it's their Imperial Stout called What It Do. Had it, it's good. It's not better than any of the beers we put before it, or put put previously to it. But according to this list, it weighs in at number seven. Um, yeah. So moving on to number six uh, is New Park Brewing's highest rated beer, which is their Blender series, and it's, ra- it's th- this one they picked was Raspberry. Uh, New Park does this is their sour beers. This is their they do a, they do different fruit additions to all their sour beers. They're all called Blenders. Um, it's fruity kettle, kettle sour. It's delicious. They're still probably the hardest New Park beers to find just because they, they sell out really quick when they brew these. This was their first, like, smash hit beer. Poop. So, uh, I'm done with my five. Yeah, I guess I'll do, I'll, I'll do the quote-unquote top five. <laughs> and I want to I preface this with, like, reading ahead. These beers are for sure not bad. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't... Chris 100% agrees with this list. He's the author. All complaints should be directed to him. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so number 5, we have a we have a we have a staple in the Connecticut beer scene for 20 years. We got Gbot from Nebco. So It's a great beer. So, great beer. Top 5? 
No, we've already no. we've already went over yeah ten beers better, or I'll say eight beers better. Yeah, I I mean great beer, great beer. I'll say I'll say ten. I'm not afraid to say it. Back back in the day, finding a Gandhi bot out. Oh, I said it. Oh, uh, finding. <laughs> but a I will say, bot. I think it's going to get knocked down a few pegs from eight as well, or nine, or wherever I put it. Yeah, having looked ahead. Um. Okay. Another one. Number four. Double fuzzy baby ducks. Also by Nebco. That would be number eight. Solid beer. Solid beer. Nothing wrong with it. Um, next is, uh, oh, weird, Coriolis by Nebco. So another Nebco beer at number three. <laughs> I've never even heard of this one. This it's- is, I was like, this is one that like, I don't know if they didn't brew it like a lot when it first, when they like first started doing it, but it was, it was really hard to come by. Like, I think you can even maybe to this day only get it at the brewery. Like, go and get it on draft. Okay. You can only get it on draft. There you go. So, um, so that's probably why you haven't seen it in the stores. I've been to this brewery. And um, they didn't have it. In December of 2019 and they did not have it. Mm. It's um, a good beer. It's not better than Double I, Fuzzy. I have had it. I have had it. Okay. It's not better than Gbot. I mean, I thought it was. I thought. It, I thought it was good. I gave it a four and a quarter. So um, it's not better than Double Burst great. or Burst or No Alta or Virid or No. What did I give Double Burst? What did I give that? I think I gave I, that. Probably gave it. four five four seven five. I probably gave it a four seven five. Knowing me. I gave it a four and a half, so but still, um, very good. Uh, all right, so number two, another Nebco beer, Locust Rain, which I have not had this beer. I have not had this one, so it's it's good. It's it's a good beer. I don't think it's better than the other Nebco beers before it. I have had this. Oh my god, I do not remember. I gave it a four. Just shows how unmemorable it is. I gave it a four and a quarter. I I went to Nebco once. I went to Nebco once, and that was it. Um, so I have had it. Uh, and then number one, believe it or not, sweeping the top five is New England Brewing Company's Fuzzy Baby Ducks. So again. I think you could make the argument of FBD being Nebco's best beer. I, um, I say this as someone who didn't recognize the names of two previous on this list. I think but, Double Fuzzy's better. Okay, fair. Reasonable. Um, but I don't believe that Nebco is the best brewery no. by a long shot. No, it's, it's I think not. It's, I think it's top seven. Hmm. It, I mean, it's it's very good. They you can't you can't discount they make they make they don't make great beer. They do they do um, totally. But I just I I don't know sweeping the top five though. That's just like like I feel like Beer Advocate was bought out by New, New England Brewing Company, and that's <laughs> or it's possible that the Stacker dot com list just is a bad list. Um, no, you know, probably not that. <laughs> What, what, this is, I didn't want to say this. I didn't want to read this because I don't want to bias people against the list. But, but I'm going to read the first sentence of this article that we skipped over. It says, if you drink beer, any beer, you've likely heard of the craft beer revolution and you'll likely fall into one of two camps, IPA warrior or lager loyalist. <laughs> like that's all that you could drink is Sit. a lager or an IPA. Sit. <laughs> that's it. Keep in mind that like half of the beers on this list don't fall into that either of those categories, right? Like I don't know. Um, if you you know, we did in 2022 our list of the best East Coast beers. It might be time, gents. Might be time to tackle these best Connecticut beers. Oof. Um, there'd be a lot of a lot of arguing. <laughs> we're you know, did, we're fist- not afraid to rank them. <laughs> fisticuffs. <laughs> Um, I might have to send some beer to the two other yeah, co-hosts I like for sampling idea. purposes. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, you got to um, do it blind. 
Uh, well, we need at least a baseline. Nope. Mm. Um, but I think I think it needs to happen this year. I think we should slot it in after Mr. Oscar. Um, just just get in there and tell the world the true ranking of Connecticut beers. Oh my God! That's good. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We'll do it. I, we'll we'll get it done. Easy. I already, I already yeah. have it. I already have it done. Yeah, I mean, I think athletic <laughs> is obviously number one. Yes, the the blue can. The blue can. Yeah. Okay, but it's been it's um we're overdue. We gotta get out of the, We gotta get out of here. We gotta get these handles. Um, frosty mug. That's that's the thing that happens. Um, but to get there, we gotta go through this hallway of honks. I believe it's called that. I that I confidently will walk down with a three handled <laughs> mug. While my co-hosts honk alongside of me. Boo. Um, this is me walking. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Um, I'm going actually to put the old... That was me walking to the fridge. The freezer, I mean. When I'm going to put this clean, dry, frosty mug, uh, unfrosty mug in and pulling out the, the real frosty <laughs> mug. I do a one-for-one exchange. Those three handles take up a lot of space, you mm, know? Yeah. Um. But um, if this is your first episode of Drinking Alone with Friends, um, first of all, welcome. But uh, second of all, what we do here is we take a mug out of the freezer. We fill it with metaphorical things like knowledge, um, wisdom, products, Christmas presents, coal, perhaps. Ooh, dibs on coal. (laughs) Dibs on coal. Um, Just stuff that we think that you need to know about. But um, again, assuming this is your first episode you ever listened to, you are in for a treat in a few seconds when you get to hear this song from our friend Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Okay, thanks, Jordan. Uh, was that such a good song? It was you awesome. Can hear him, yeah. You can hear him on episode 209 of this podcast and nowhere else. <laughs> so we signed an exclusive with him. <laughs> yep. For yep. one episode. <laughs> um, but okay, I am the frostiest of the mugs this week. That's what we say here. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I'm going to go first. Ooh. I'm keeping this mug all for me. And I'm sharing. With no one. I'm sharing... Um, a game. And actually, I have a few games. When I was back in Connecticut, I stopped by the game store because it's much better selection than the game store we have here. And we stocked up, got some good stuff for the flight home, played some games. And I said, I cannot wait to tell all of my friends who listen to my podcast because um, I consider all of my listeners, all of our listeners, my friends about these games. Um, so my handle this week is a game called Boss Monster. So Boss Monster has a lot of similar elements of Munchkin where um, it's a card game. Um, it's not a hand-building game. It's a dungeon-building game where you have a, a hand of cards and you are a boss. The game looks like uh, the, like an SN, like an NES box is what the, the Boss Monster physical box looks like. And so you're like an 8-bit 
boss from their classic dungeon side-scrolling uh, games. And you are playing against your other players who are also bosses. And you have to build dungeons to lure heroes to fight and die in your dungeon. And the goal is to make a dungeon powerful enough to kill heroes without attracting heroes that are too powerful to beat your dungeon. Um, it's a two to four person game. It's, uh, it reminds me. So the reason I asked about Munchkin, Munchkin is because it reminds me a lot of those elements where like the cards are funny. It doesn't take up a lot of space. Just to have like a simple hand of cards. Uh, the game takes like 20, 30 minutes to play. It's a casual game. It's not like a ton of strategy that you're going to play. It's very dependent on what you draw. Um, it's just a fun social game to play if you're drinking or hanging out or sitting on a plane with some screaming children a row behind you. Um, my biggest complaint about the game was that after playing it like five or six times, I felt like I was ready for the expansion. Mm. There wasn't a ton of content, but if you're someone who like me after dinner likes to maybe sit down and bust out a board game to play, you know, with your partner on the couch or, you know, if your idea of fun on a Friday night is going on a double date and playing a four person card game, then, um, check out boss monster. It was like 20 bucks, you know, um, 6.3 stars on board game geek. So that's pretty average. Um, link in the show notes, check it out, please. With that, I'm going to give Frosty Mug over to Tud. So uh, my handle this week is a uh, show on Netflix called Rise of Empires, colon, Ottoman. Um, there are two seasons of this show out on Netflix currently, and I'm, I'm in season one. But it's it's a very good show so far. So what it is, is it's kind of half a documentary with you know actual professors and, and historians from, from 2022 or 2023 or whenever the first season was made. Talking about how the Ottoman Empire, um, how it rose up and how it eventually captures um, Constantinople. I know, sorry. Spoiler alert. But eventually the Ottoman no. Empire hey, does... Hey, hey. <laughs> Does take no, over no, Constantinople. Watch it. Um, and the other part of it is like a is is it's an actual like scripted TV show where you know they show um I don't want to I don't want to pronounce the the ruler's name wrong but it's uh Mehmed the second he's the the Sultan of the the Ottoman Turks um and it's it's actually some guy playing Mehmed the second and uh Constantine I think the third is who was the last emperor of the the Eastern Roman Empire um. But it shows them as kind of like a like a Game of Thrones style scripted show where you know they don't know these conversations actually occurred, but they're building up the the suspense and all that, and then they'll cut back and they'll have historians kind of talk over the top and say this is what he was thinking and this is what he wrote here, and it'll go and you know they'll talk to some historians where you know it'll cut to like the the standard documentary thing where the historian will be kind of in like a dark room kind of talking to nobody, so it's it's kind of weird and jarring at first when you first watch it. You're like, am I watching a TV show or am I watching a doc- documentary and it's kind of both um there's a second season where it's them versus it's the ottomans versus uh versus vlad the impaler so it's Mehmed versus vlad the impaler um is season two so i recommend going to check it out um start with season one the conquest of constantinople uh and see if you like it if you're a big fan of game of thrones style tv shows i think you'll like it and also if you're a fan of documentaries i think you may also get something out of it too it's a really cool blend of a show i wish they would do more of these rise of an empire maybe they will because it is called rise of an empire with a colon so maybe they'll eventually switch to a different empire so with that um i'm gonna hand the mug over to chris 
All right. So for me, I want to put over a product that was uh, recommended to me from a coworker. Um, I was like talking about how uh, me personally, I drink a lot of coffee. I know a lot of people know that. I drink a lot of things that are bad for your teeth, etc. cetera. Um, but coffee is one of the main offenders. Uh, and since I'm on camera a lot and things of that nature, I wanted to try um, some teeth whitening strips or some kind of teeth whitening product. Uh, and uh, they, they recommended a product called Zimba, which is teeth whitening strips. Um, they're vegan. I guess that makes a difference. But anywho, um, you can get them right on Amazon. They're about about 20 bucks for uh, a one two-week treatment and um i've been using them this is like day uh four or five for me right now and uh they make i'm not gonna lie they make a difference they do make a difference um i went with these because they're they're enamel safe um and uh you know i've i've tried uh whitening strips in the past that have made my teeth very sensitive and so far these have not so um if you're looking for if you drink a lot of coffee like me <laughs> and you want to uh take care of your teeth or make them look a little bit a little bit better um give them a shot i mean shoot 20 bucks um they they're they're working so far i'll let you guys know i'll keep an update going for you know day 14 see uh, be blinding you guys with my yeah update. i was gonna Chris's, say we'll Chris's have to turn the camera off. out of his head yeah 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 or that or that one of the two um but I mean, super easy to use. You put them on for 30 minutes and a day and, you know, um, I, I've noticed a difference so far, so I'm happy with them. I was very, uh, I was always nervous. I, I don't know about nervous, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I like to have, I want to have white teeth. Just the pearly whites. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. So check them out. They're called Zimba, Z-I-M-B-A. Almost like, almost like Ted's cat, but not. See, I've always used uh, like pure unenamel safe animal rawhide for my teeth. Oh, oh. Uh, that I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for an upgrade. Just so. not non non that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works, right? Uh, I, yeah. Fuck, fuck my enamel. You know. Yeah, enamel. Enamel is enamel. Who needs enamel? Birds. Nobody. Nobody. I think that's. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. But. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Back East for their Winterfest beer. I would like to thank Fox Farm for their Echoes. And I will thank Abomination for their Gingerbread Fog. Please make sure you head over uh, to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please make sure you head over to, to Discord and join the conversation over there with other friends of the podcast. And you can join them in talking anything that has to do with drinking with friends or not. If you want to talk to other listeners of the show about what you had for breakfast, go do that. Um, people will talk back. Don't worry. Uh, also, head over to Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get extra episodes of Drinking with Friends. Uh, we call that the pregame. Uh, this week, Obert drank a pregame beer. Um, so if you want to hear more about what Obert's pregame beer was, it's from a different country. Hint, hint. Uh, head over there, and for as little as $1 a month, you can listen to that, and you help support the podcast at the same time. And if you're, you know, say you don't want to spend money, but you still want to help the podcast, head over to your favorite podcast listening app and drop us a five-star rating and a review. And make sure you're spreading this podcast to your friends and family by telling them, hey, check out this podcast. It's kind of funny. They talk about beer. Um, I would say that we're even good for non-beer drinkers because we're still pretty funny. Um, so go check that out. And with that, my name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Or drink by yourself and record it. Yeah. And email us, friends at gmail.com. I said that. That's, you know, we haven't gotten, we, we haven't gotten much mail lately, so. It's true. 
If you're drinking alone by yourself, email us. That way you don't feel like you're drinking alone by yourself. Yeah, there you go. We can be the friends via email. Yes, we'll be your friends. Drinking alone with correspondence. Our new segment. Yeah, Tud Tud guarantees a response by the end of your beer. I do? Yep. Or or you get your beer back. Or or he sends you a beer for free. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yep. (laughs) I don't remember remember agreeing to this. I will respond back to you. It was in our contract we signed at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah.